In the last two weeks, we've been talking about the examples we can learn from Nehemiah. We've talked about people of, being people of compassion, being people of prayer, being people who take action, and, and people of maturity. Nehemiah is all these things. And today we'll see all these things in action as they build towards being people who can persevere and trust in God. So Nehemiah and the Jews were making good progress on their plans to rebuild the walls. This, it was public now. People knew what was going to happen. And they were doing God's work. God wanted these walls rebuilt. The problem is, God has an enemy, the devil. And anytime God's work is being done, the devil is going to be there doing whatever he can, everything in his, in his power to stop God's work from being done. So in this case, the devil was using Sanballat and Tobiah to try to stop the Jews. Sanballat and Tobiah were a couple of non-Jewish officials in the area, and maybe they saw the Jews rebuilding their wall as a threat to their dominance in the land. Whatever it was, it made them mad, and they started this huge campaign to try to, try to shut that project down. As Christians today, we also do God's work. We have His instructions for us. They're right here on this banner. We know that God wants us to go into all nations and make disciples and, and teach people His message. So of course, when we're doing God's work, you better believe the devil's going to be there to try to stop us from doing that work. And he does it in a bunch of different ways. So today, let's take a look at what Nehemiah did in the, in the face of opposition and learn how we too can be people of perseverance and trust. The first way Sanballat and Tobiah decided they were going to shut this project down was a huge publicity campaign. They got out there and they just ridiculed the Jews mercilessly. They attacked the Jews personally. They said, you guys are weak. They attacked their project, their plans. They said, are you going to build this thing in a day? They, they attacked their religion. They attacked even their handiwork. You know, Tobiah said, this wall they built... If a fox walks on it, it's done. It's going to crumble. These were personal insults. These would have stung. Would have hurt the Jews. As Christians today, we're pretty familiar with ridicule too, aren't we? Whenever we, we want to do God's work, whenever we show our faith, it always seems like there's someone there to say, you're stupid. You're naive. You're unloving, you're intolerant, you're weak, you're childish, you're unenlightened. We've all heard it, right? It doesn't take long to find anti-Christian things. If, um, when I was studying for this sermon, I went online, I typed into Google, Christianity is dumb, and I had, I think, half the internet in my results right there. The, the devil is out there, and he's fighting to stop us. And how do we react to this? It's easy for us to get discouraged, right? We know that 
We're supposed to go out there and, and share God's message. We, we have God's message. We know that God wants all people to be saved and, and that when people hear that message, they can be saved. But it just seems like, man, they don't want to hear it, do they? Wherever we say it, we're getting shut down and turned back. And it gets discouraging. Maybe, maybe we start to think, why, why do I even try? They're not going to listen. Maybe you figure, I, I just can't do anything. I don't have the right words. Maybe, maybe you even start to, start to give in a little bit. See their side of things. Give in to that peer pressure. Maybe sometimes you, you start to feel like they're right. Well, when Nehemiah and the Jews were made fun of, this is what Nehemiah did. He immediately turned to God in prayer. And, and this prayer isn't the kind of prayer you would maybe expect a Christian to pray. This thing is harsh, right? It doesn't sound loving at all. What we need to remember is who Sanballat and Tobiah are, are working for here. They're working against God, so they're not on God's side, which means they're on the devil's side. These are, these are people who are working directly against God's plan. So Nehemiah isn't praying this, this prayer of vengeance. He's not saying, God, these guys hurt me. Take them down because my feelings are hurt. He's praying to God to defeat his enemies. He says, God, these are your enemies. Defeat them. And we know that God will defeat his enemies. The hard truth is there's no good news for anyone who stands against God. He will defeat his enemies. He guarantees that. He does want all people to be saved. But unfortunately, people are going to reject him. So after Nehemiah takes, takes this prayer to God and says, God, your enemies are fighting against us. Defeat them for us. He doesn't worry about the ridicule anymore. What do they do? They go back. They get, they get to work real hard and they build the walls halfway. They get their project halfway done in the face of all that mocking, in the face of all that ridicule. He just leaves it on God's table and lets God handle it. We can do the same thing too. Maybe we don't want to pray as harshly as Nehemiah did. We, we certainly want God's enemies to change sides and, and be on God's side with us. But absolutely, when, when we're faced with ridicule and mocking and, and people are rejecting us and, and trying to stop God's work that we're doing, take it to God, just like Nehemiah did. We know He'll hear us. And, and we can trust that He'll defeat His enemies. So when we take these problems to God and leave them with Him to deal with, then we don't have to worry about them anymore. They're on His desk. They're on His plate. They're not on ours anymore. And we can continue. We can persevere and do God's work. So, as we persevere and do God's work, as Nehemiah and, and the Jews built their wall, they got halfway done, Sanballat and Tobiah figured, well, making fun of them didn't demoralize them. They didn't give up. We got to do something more drastic. So they started to plot physical violence against them. And 
the Jews heard about it and they became really upset and discouraged, as you might expect people to be when, when their lives are being threatened. And what's worse is they were already a little bit discouraged by the, the size of the task they were taking. They were rebuilding a huge city stone wall. This was, this was a big job. So they, they became discouraged. Friends, we're really blessed to live in Canada in 2015, aren't we? It's hard to imagine this kind of physical threat of violence against us because of our faith. Thank God for that. That's amazing that we don't have to worry about about being hurt for our faith. But you know it. Watch the news. There are people out there in the world who very happily would hurt you and me for what we believe. And they cause problems for Christians in a lot of places in the world. There are Christians out there who, who fear for their lives. And, and you know what? We don't know the future. It could become more of a problem for us too. And that's a really discouraging thought. That there are people out there who hate what we believe so much that they want to physically hurt you and me because of that faith we have. Discouragement wasn't going to help the Jews get their wall built. So when Nehemiah heard about their discouragement, he had compassion on them. And, and he began taking steps to protect them. Again, he started with prayer, but, but then he took action. He posted a guard, and he encouraged the people with God's promises. He, he reminded them about the Lord, the Lord that is awesome and great. So here we're seeing those things that we've talked about in the first two sermons of this series in action, right? First Nehemiah, here's the problem the Jews are facing. They're discouraged and he has compassion on them. And he doesn't doesn't just feel sorry for them. He takes it to God in prayer and then he takes action. He comes up with this plan to protect the city and he brings them God's word to encourage them. He reminds them that their God is powerful and loves them. And, And... He's working with a, a smaller group of people, not, not a strong army, so, so he's very mature and, and wise in how he uses his forces too. And, of course, he trusted God to give him success. It's like that maybe you played that trust fall game when you were little. Maybe you've done it when you're big too. Um, you come up with that plan. The plan is you're going to fall backwards and, and the person behind you is going to catch you. There's your plan. Nehemiah has this plan too. But that plan takes trust in God, doesn't it? Just like your plan to fall backwards takes trust in your friend. Persevering in our faith, I think some days it, it might be easier for us to build a wall around Jerusalem to, than to stay true to our faith, isn't it? And when we have a lack of faith, when we fail to persevere, when we, when we don't trust God, that's a step in the wrong direction. That's a step away from being on God's side. It's a step toward being on the devil's side, and that's not a step we can afford to take. We can't take a single step in that direction. It's too dangerous. Here's the thing. When Sanballat and Tobiah were making fun of the Jews, calling them weak, there, there was an element of truth to that 
to that mocking, right? The Jews weren't a strong people. They were, they were beaten down. They were oppressed. They weren't much on their own. They didn't have enough men to strongly fortify their city. You see, when, when Nehemiah came up with his plan, they, they were stretched so thin that they had to count on their workers carrying swords and they had to count on the system of calling backup and waiting for backup to arrive. But the Jews weren't on their own. When, uh, when Nehemiah was with his men, he told them to remember the Lord who is awesome and then told them that our God will fight for us. Friends, we're really no stronger than the Jews. Like we talked about earlier, we can't stay true to our faith on our own any better than the Jews could rebuild this wall on their own. But we're not on our own. We, we, have, we have our plans. Our plans are to go into the world and tell people about Jesus. But at the end of this message, God gives us His promise too. Our awesome God promises that He will be with us. So we have God on our side protecting us. The war is won. God's beat them. So we need to remember that sometimes because it doesn't always feel like the war is won, right? The devil is he's doing his best to do as much damage as he can on his way down. But God has won. It's done. Sin, death, and the devil, they're defeated. This is God's promise for us that He'll be with us whenever we face, whenever we face trouble, whenever we face opposition, as we, as we live our faith, as we go in His work. I will be with you always. This is His promise for you. He will be with you always. He has won the victory for you. He's taken away all your guilt. He's taken away all your lack of perseverance, all your lack of trust. So that you can look forward to going home with Him. The victory is won for you and me. And this is why, no matter what the devil throws at us in this world, we are people of perseverance and we're people of trust. Amen.